Good morning, everybody. We're going into a series now, which I think is just very, very exciting. It's very current. It's very relevant. And um, I have called it the former and the latter rain together. And what I'm talking about here is revival. There is a lot of talk around the world about revival. And so what is revival? Well, firstly, revival is to bring and release life. It's to come to life again, to return to life. Now, Holy Spirit, we know, is the giver of life, and Jesus Christ himself is the way, the truth, and the life. We all have been given life, but we've had things happen, and our focus has been placed on what is happening, and life is being squashed and crushed. We've begun focusing more on the natural realm instead of true life which is life in the spirit. And so our eyes need to return to the face of Jesus and we need to be revived so that we can have the life of God revived in us. Now, you know, as the church, there are three things that make us different from the world. Number one is the cross. Jesus paid for his followers and rises again. And our belief is in this. Number two is the Holy Spirit. And number three is the supernatural. And not only does it make us different from the world, but it makes us different from every other religion on the face of the earth. But the church without the supernatural is just another club. We need to have a look and see that there are two kinds of supernatural. One is the demonic, and that's based on deception. And then, of course, there's the divine supernatural, God's supernatural, which is based on on truth. Now, we see across the world that a lot of the church has lost part, if not all, of the supernatural in it. And why is this? Because of the replacements we've brought in. Reason has replaced faith. Entertainment has replaced true worship. Psychology has replaced deliverance. The supernatural is not Um, as vibrant or as seen anymore in our churches. And we need to understand that the master plan of the enemy is to make the church just a natural entity. But we cannot define God outside of the supernatural. Numbers 23 verse 19 says, God is not a man that he should lie. He is above and beyond Anything that we find on the earth. Super means above and beyond. Natural means creation. And that's what the supernatural is. Above and beyond the natural creation. The natural world. Why do we need the supernatural? Number one, because it has the ability to change and transform the heart of man. Secondly, to supply the needs of the people. Mentally, in the area of health and sickness, financial, all sorts of things. Number three, to overcome the evil times that we are living in. Number four, it makes us a credible witness. There are so many good people doing good things all around the world. What is different about us as Christians? And the final thing is to subjugate and subdue the evil one. So we're going to be exploring the need and the premise of end-time revival.
And so I want us to turn to Joel chapter 2, verses 23 to 32. And it says, Be glad then, sons of Zion, and rejoice in Jehovah your God. For he has given you the former rain according to righteousness, and he will cause the rain to come down for you, the former rain and the latter rain in the first month. And the floors shall be full of wheat, and the vat shall overflow with wine and oil. And I will restore to you the years which the swarming locust has eaten, the locust, the stripping locust, the cutting locust, the great army which I've sent among you. And you shall eat in plenty and be satisfied and praise the name of Jehovah your God who has dealt with you wonderfully. And my people shall never be ashamed and you shall know that I am in the midst of Israel and that I am Jehovah your God and no one else. And it shall be afterward I will pour out my spirit on all flesh and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your old men shall dream dreams. Your young men shall see visions. And also I will pour out my spirit on the slaves, on the slave woman in those days. And I will show wonders in the heavens and in the earth, blood and fire and pillars of smoke. The sun shall be turned into darkness and the moon into blood before the coming of the great and awesome day of Jehovah. And it shall be whoever shall call on the name of of the Lord Jehovah shall be saved. For salvation shall be in Mount Zion and in Jerusalem, as Jehovah has said, and in the remnant whom God shall call. Now this scripture speaks to so many times in God's calendar. Number one, it speaks to the nation of Israel and a lot of times past. It speaks to the Gentiles In the Acts of the Apostles, we see that. And then it speaks to end times. So what is God talking about here? What is the former and the latter rain? Well, Jeremiah 5 verse 24 says, And they do not say in their heart, Let us now fear Jehovah our God, who gives both the former and the latter rain in its season. He reserves to us the appointed weeks of harvest. Now, both the former and the latter come in their season. There were two particular seasons in the year in which the land of Israel had rain. The one was in the month, March's one, and that is answering to part of October and part of November. And this was the former rain. After the seed was sown in the earth, God would send rain. The other season of rain was in the month of Nisan, answering to part of March and part of April, just before the time of harvest. And this is what is referred to as the latter rain. Harvest was spoken about in terms of weeks, because in a few weeks, enough is gathered to serve for sustenance for the entire year. So the weeks of harvest are appointed to us by the promise of God so that seed time and harvest shall not fail. God has such order to everything. So let's take this and go back to Joel. The former rain, it says here, was given because of righteousness for Israel. Because of God's righteousness, he gave the former rain to Israel. And 
that was just after seed time so that the seeds could begin to germinate. And the consequences of that was provision and restoration and satisfaction. Next was the latter rain, and that came just before the harvest. And this speaks um, to us of the Feast of Pentecost. This speaks to us of what happened in the Acts of the Apostles where God promised that he would pour out his Spirit on all flesh. That was the first time they were all baptized in the Holy Spirit and the gifts of the Holy Spirit were given. And a major harvest of souls took place throughout Acts. Then, after that, the former and the latter rain in the first month is, is mentioned together. So we have the former rain, we have the latter rain, and then God speaks in Joel about the former rain and the latter rain in the first month together. Now the first month in the Jewish New Year is September, just before October and November which is the former rain. And in this, God talks about so that there will be enough wheat, wine, and oil. And the wheat speaks to us of the physical and spiritual provision, the body of Christ that was broken for us. The wine is symbolic of the blood of Jesus, and the oil is symbolic of the anointing of the Holy Spirit. The Spirit shall be poured out on all flesh, Jews and Gentiles, for in Christ there is no distinction. At first, the revelation of God was given to the seed of Abraham, but then the glory of God came upon all flesh. Having a look at Hosea 6, verse 1 to 3, it says, Come, let us return to Jehovah, for he has torn and he will heal us. He has stricken and he will bind us up. After two days, he will bring us to life. And in the third day, he will raise us up, and we shall live in his spirit. Then we shall know, if we follow on to know Jehovah, his going out is prepared as the morning, and he shall come to us as the rain, as the latter and former rain to the earth. This scripture talks about God's restoration, his revival, our returning and it says, if we follow on to know the Lord, he will become to us as the rain. And this is what God is wanting to do. And so as it's applied to the former and the latter rain in the first, in the first month, in exactly the same month, it speaks before everything. It speaks of blessing. It speaks of new life. It speaks of growth and saturation. And when the latter and former rain come together, you can imagine that water is oozing out everywhere. The water table is above ground. Everything grows bigger. You can't escape it unless you stay indoors. You will see the effects, but you're not in it. And so what I'm wanting to say is that God is talking about the end time revival. He talks about the first rain over the Jewish people. He talks about the former rain, the latter rain, when he released over the Gentiles. And then the, the third time, when the former and the latter come together, it's just before harvest, the great 
um, harvest of souls. And so the question is, would we rather stay inside and watch or get out there and be part of what God is doing? It is going to be major and we don't want to miss out. Whatever we need in order to allow the Holy Spirit to use us will be in abundance because God gives us the seed time and harvest all together. Wheat, wine, oil will all be there because he's coming to us as the rain, providing the necessary for great growth and harvest. The final outpouring will be before the great and awesome day of the Lord, and it'll be just before the harvest of his church, of the bride of Christ, being caught up together to be with him. So what I want to ask us is to consider Are we ready? Are we following on to know the Lord? Or have we become stale and confused and caught up in the daily circumstances of our lives, especially through this year? Does doubt cause us to analyze things too much and therefore cause us to miss out? Let's put aside everything else to seek the Lord in a new depth so that the former and the latter rain, when it comes, we're ready to rejoice in it. We're ready to receive it. We're ready for the revival that God is bringing. We need to seek the Lord as never before, as the signs of the times are really increasing. Allow his righteousness to bring the fullness of provision into our lives. Let's get ready for God. Let's hunger and thirst for the end time revival when the former and the latter rain God pours out together. And we're going to look at more of this as we go on and how do we get ourselves ready. But I want to cause you to start to question and to start to look at and to start to seek and desire what God has in store in we don't know when the season will come, but we do know that the season is coming sooner than we think it is. So God bless you as you begin to prepare your hearts for the former and the latter rain coming together in the same month. Amen.